Section 71 of Anecdotes of Big Cats and Other Beasts. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Anecdotes of Big Cats and Other Beasts by David Alec Wilson. A Chinese Hunter, 740 B.C. A strange and vivid glimpse by firelight into distant darkness is given by two Chinese songs, Odes 1, 7, 3, and 4, in Legs Chinese Classics, 4, pages 127 to 131. I have versified Mr. Legs' prose. The date was certainly more than 500, and probably 740 B.C., and the locality northern China, probably Honan. Shu means younger brother, so that except to those who believe the commentators, which I cannot, the hero, like the poet, is anonymous, the younger brother. Both translations may be sung to the same air, Scots wha hae, which was a traditional hunting tune in the south of Scotland. N.B. Ribbons for reins is a literal translation. That familiar metaphor is over 2,600 years old. 1. Shu has an out-a-hunting gone. Shu has out-a-hunting gone. Men enough are still in town. But it seems to me there's none while I look for you. People feast and people drive. Streets are thronged with men alive. But they're blank till Shu arrives. None there are like Shu. 2. Shu upon his chariot stands. Shu upon his chariot stands, takes the ribbons in his hands. Four bay horses feel commands, stepping to and fro. Regular like dancers high, o'er the wild geese in the sky. Insides lead and outsides nigh, like their shoulders go. At the marsh Shu stands the first. Bright the fires round it burst, out there springs the tiger cursed. Teeth and claws we meet. So does Shu, his arms are bare. Stops the tiger, kills it there, lays the bloody carcass fair at the prince's feet. Try it not again, my shoe, never hurt we'd see on you. Once like that for life will do, other game is here. See him give the horses rein, stop and shoot and off a main, shoot and hit and shoot again, while the fire is clear. How he brings the horses round, how the game comes to the ground. When his arrows kill and wound, wheresoe'er they go. Still they go, but now they're few. Now the quiver's empty too. Home, the steeds the stable view, yet they're coming slow. In the classical text, these ancient hunting songs appear as here translated. But in singing them, if there is time to spare, the first may well be sung after the second, as well as before it. It is at once a fit introduction and a fit conclusion. These two songs are taken from a collection of Chinese songs and sayings, not published yet, and put here to show a kind of tiger-killing, deserving as much honor as men can ever give a fellow man. In those days, hunting was more like work than sport, and tigers were still a menace to humanity, such as we can hardly now conceive. There was great merit in hindering a tiger from escaping them. But today that matters little. Such an event as the song describes is not uncommon still. 
i have heard credibly of about a dozen like it among contemporaries in burma in the last twenty-four years men seeking deer or other game are suddenly confronted by a tiger similarly engaged if the men make way for him he merely shows his teeth and swiftly escapes and that is what generally happens but if any one of the hunters hurts him or his road seems blocked then there is danger and that is how fatal accidents often happen something of that sort was probably impending on this occasion seven forty b c or about then there was probably a big crowd and a desperate tiger and while the others facing him were shrinking shu perhaps leaped from his chariot certainly stepped to the front ready for action a stalwart chinese figure stripped to the waist like nelson's sailors on a day of battle and in all likelihood a big pointed knife in his hand a shout might make the tiger shy a second and so give him a chance but the likeliest thing is that the tiger coming out of the darkness into the glare of the fires did not see him and perhaps was trying to get away or charging some other person so that shu could take him sideways and kill him somehow or other shu did it think of the few thrilling seconds of glorious life and the jubilation of the crowd when the knife went home note the difference between them and us miss your shot with the breech-loader and you can fire again and even if you do not hit a vital part you can stop him but with bows and arrows an old man said to me in eighteen eighty nine telling how he and his father had fought a tiger with such weapons and showing me the good old crossbow they used it is folly to shoot till he is close for at a distance the arrow merely irritates him wait till he is near ten yards my father let him come nearer then you hit his brain through the eye if he's coming straight or the heart through the ribs if he shows his side and so he is dead but if he isn't dead then drop your bow and fight him with the knife never try a second shot for if you do he's sure to get you the tiger is very very quick you have to dodge him and get a knife into his vitals before he grips you i suggested a spear but was told it was too clumsy and slow to be a good weapon the words of that old veteran living among the hills between burma and china seemed to me to illuminate the hunting scene in old honan better than any of the commentators on the classics but for his talk one would have been slow to guess that shu went close to the tiger with a knife that would explain why the poet alluded to shu's bare arms and to his standing in the front he could not have fired arrows from his chariot for the horses would have bolted so we may still see him through so many centuries afoot and in front with business-like bare arms and a sharp knife ready we can rejoice with them all and admired him yet and feel also with the singers once like that for life will do it comes like a shock to remember that we are among the shades and that more than fifty or sixty generations of men have come and gone since shu and his companions all melted into dust and air it gives us another kind of shock to contrast that kind of work with modern hunting our statesmen at large slaughtering of foreign woods are neither better nor worse than their friends at home the poulterers the only serious danger is from their own awkwardness in handling guns their butcheries are like those in old roman arenas 
and even theodore roosevelt himself returning in gory glory but without a scratch from africa can only be compared by one of his admirers to the immortal tartarin of tarascon end of section seventy one end of anecdotes of big cats and other beasts by david alec wilson